Welcome to Movie Film Studios, the only podcast that takes you inside the mind of two film studio executives as we unravel and then re-ravel the best that Hollywood has to offer. I'm Isaac. And I'm AJ, and today in the Movie Film Studios Memorial Theatre, we sat down and watched the 1996 action-adventure comedy musical film, Muppets Treasure Island. Muppetastic. Yes, uh, this one we've been holding out for for a while. Been very keen to to get in and watch yes. a, a Muppets film. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we start this week with our, as usual, our box office report. Yes, Last indeed. week uh, we released a film called Cretaceon and the Seed of Life. That's right. Um, how did that go, AJ? Well, look, you know how we rushed in pr- into production uh, our digital distribution platform, which was, of course, called Mufasawadada, which stands for Movie Film Workshops. Uh, uh, yeah, digital, 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 digital distribution. distribution. There's this weird thing where there's two digitals next to one another. So, movie film workshop to digital, digital, digital distribution, distribution platform. platform. That's so, it. And you have to remember that the P at the end is silent. Yeah. So it's Mufasawadada. All right. Okay. Uh, yeah. So we rushed that into production, which uh, we thought was a great idea. The problem is we didn't really work on the security for it, so uh, we were hacked. Right. Yeah. Was it the Pirate Bay? Was it uh, Torrent? It was, uh, it was Spielberg. Spielberg? Steven Spielberg. Spielberg? Yeah. He was colluding with the Russians. I mean, think of all the films he's made that aren't wholesome and American. There's many of them. Uh, and uh, he went in. He, he, he himself, he actually... It wasn't even a thing where he hacked us over the internet. He broke into the studios. Old uh, sort of cat burglar style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He went downstairs to our mainframe basement. Nothing is safe anymore. Nothing, Nothing sacred. Uh, and he stole everything. Everything. He stole uh, the film we already had on there, which was Tequila Gold. Uh, and he also stole the spec script for Cretacean. Uh, he stole... And, and all the concept art, I imagine. All the concept art. I mean, I, he, it's, he, it's mostly his own art from his own films, <laughs> exactly. but he stole it all. Yeah, we did We did sort of take it from uh, Indiana Jones and Jurassic Park. <laughs> but much. he took it. He took it all. Yeah. He, he he basically thought, well, this has my name all over it, so therefore it's mine. Uh, he took the he took the actual server as well. Uh, so the, distri- the digital distribution platform needs to be rebuilt. Uh, it's being rebuilt right now. I don't know if you can hear all the hammering and the drilling and the jackhammering in the background. I don't know why the jackhammering to install the server, but it's just the way it is these days. I don't ask. I don't ask these questions. Um, so the thing is, we've lost a lot. We've lost um, all the progress on that film. So, I mean, that's... But we will rebuild. Life finds a way. Life does find a way. Which is from a film. And I can't it, remember and it belongs right in a museum. It does. Yep. And um, and that's No Moon. That is No Moon. <laughs> I was actually trying to think of Spielberg films specifically. Okay. Uh, and I was like, that's No Moon. Was that The Color Purple or was that Schindler's List? I can't really remember where that quote comes from. Uh, um, so <laughs> hopefully uh, the digital distribution platform, the first debutter, 2.0 will be um, done by the time we finish this episode. It's the lawyers tell me that it's on track. I don't know why they're building it, but they're really the only people we have employed in this place. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully by the time we create whatever film we create today, <laughs> we can chuck it on there uh, and hopefully mitigate the loss of uh, the loss of um, Cretaceon. 
Yeah, that is a, that is a big a blow for the studio. We had so many plans for that. Yeah, and Spielberg came in as well, and he wasn't really well disguised. He had one of those like Groucho glasses he, and and, and he was doing the tequila, uh, tequila gold thing where he, he was, was just yeah. carrying his Oscar on it. Yeah, <laughs> so we, I thought he was here for that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. For doing just, um, reshoots for reshoots for alter- tequila gold because we're doing alternate endings. Was that the one? Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. There, there's an ending every week. Uh, infinite uh, alter- alternate yeah, endings, and, and this just... one I thought was the one where Spielberg was. Uh, <laughs> it was a dream all along, and Spielberg. <laughs> was the director and he was holding his Oscars yeah, so, but yeah. it turns out ulterior motives never yeah. trust Spielberg never trust Spielberg um, alright let's move on to this week in trailers yes, this, uh, week. this week we've watched uh, two trailers the first one uh, obviously big news in the um, in the world of Hollywood and big budget films yes. is uh, the Avengers Infinity Wars yeah the culmination of many, 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 many threads. Yeah, uh, what through films and TV series. I don't remember series. when the first Iron Man came out. Would have been around two thousand seven, I'd say. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, 06, maybe? Uh, right about that time. Yeah, 07 so, sounds about right. Somewhere around there. So it's, it's a decade of um, this sort of storytelling of mm. these characters sort of culminating into uh, what will definitely not be the end of the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but p- no. potentially the end of these actors playing these characters. Yeah. Um, it's a big chapter that's about to close uh, on this franchise. Uh, I, I'm predicting we're going to see some deaths of some substantial characters. Uh, not that the actual character will die, but the alter ego of that character might die. Like, I feel like Tony Stark's not long for this world, uh, and maybe Steve Rogers as well. Because in the comics, they're always replaced by some exactly. other person anyway. So There's um, always, like, a second Iron Man, or this is yeah, Spider-Man yeah, yeah. 2.0 because Peter yep. Parker died, and, yep. and it, who knows? And then like, they recast the character or the actor and just pretend you don't notice <laughs> that, you know, it was yeah. played by... It's not Tobey Maguire <laughs> slash uh, Andrew Garfield slash... I was thinking of the Hulk as well. New guy. Yeah, Edward Norton Edward was actually, Norton. yeah. Um, and slash that's, Eric Banner yeah. slash And that Mark film's Ruffalo. still canon as well, so... Oh, yeah, well, there you go. Anyway. Uh, I feel like because they haven't really introduced the concept of um, new actors playing existing characters, I feel like this is the film where they're going to do it. They'll make a big uh, story impact moment where one of your favorite characters will die. Um, and then it turns out it's just some CGI character that no one cares about. Um <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the the trailer looks... Again, it's the first look trailer, mm. and I think there's a few films that are still to be released before um, this one. So Black Panther is yeah. due out at some point. Yep. We've just had Thor Ragnarok, mm-hmm. um, and then obviously Infinity War. So it's... it's uh, And also Guardians of the Galaxy 2 was earlier this year as well. Mm. So there's, there's still some threads that I think they're going to lay into those films because they're already yeah. well and truly on their way. But, but this just looks like... Doctor Stephen Strange shows up. Guardians oh, yeah. of the Spider-Man Galaxy crew. Yeah. Spider Man shows up. The Avengers. Yep, yep. Um, uh, all of them. All of them are in there, and it's just sort of shots of like, here's another character that had their <laughs> film, and there's a character yeah. there that had a film, and here's these two characters that kind of may have had a bit of a romantic le- relationship yeah. at the end of one of those films, and we're gonna sort of show a shot of that. So there's nothing story wise which is showing there. Again, no. we've been building up all of this time for Thanos putting his power gauntlet together with the infinity stones mm-hmm. so really the foundation of that story is already there um i i'm thinking about like the logistics of this film as well because i cannot think of another film aside from tequila gold that has this big of an ensemble cast right so all the characters in this film have had their own films um and there's probably close to i saw an image the other day is showing who was confirmed to be in this film 
and there was something like 35 characters in it. Oh, wow. Including, you know, Nick Fury and uh, Maria Hill and a lot of those, like... Who's, who's Maria Hill? Uh, you know that one, Kobe Smulders from... Oh, right, yeah, sure. How I Met Your Mother? Yeah. I don't again, know what she does in the film. She, she's, a per- she's a regular person without superpowers. That's she's right, yeah, super yeah. good at logistics. Yeah. Yeah. I think she was in one of the Captain Americas and she uh, helped out Winter Soldier, uh, I think. Yeah. She played a she's rather large in a role there. a few of them. Yeah, I mean, she had background roles in, in, in um, uh, the other Avengers films yeah. as like a computer operator but in this one she actually was a character who yeah. did actions which actually Great. influenced the plot sure. somewhat <laughs> Um, okay. But I didn't know what her name was, so yeah. uh, thanks. Is Danny Pudi re- reviving his role as also a <laughs> computer operator? I think he had in one of the Captain Americas. Sure, so. why not? I mean, everyone. I mean, we're going to be in this film at this point. Yeah, There's sure. So many people in it. This is annoying, actually, because it took away the actors for our own films for a long time. I know. Yeah, yeah like I will soon be able to get. Um, Instead of casting like the older and less popular Hemsworth brother, we might actually be able to get Chris or Liam. I don't even remember what his name is. Don't tell him that. He was in Westworld and everyone's like, oh, some guy named Hemsworth's in there. He's uh, older, but he kind of looks a bit like a Hemsworth. Bob. Yeah, Bob Hemsworth. Bob yeah. Hemsworth. Um, so, uh, Sells insurance on Exactly. The side. So Bob Hemsworth will be out and we'll get Chris back in. Um, Great. Yeah. And we get uh, another Chris yep. who plays his Captain America's yep. Chris. We'll get someone. Robert Downey Jr. instead yeah. of Robert Downey Jr. Jr. Uh, Robert Downey Sr. is so old right now. Um, <laughs> and it's t- costing us so much money to CGI his face into a younger Robert Downey Sr. who looks like Robert Downey Jr. And he refuses to grow the goatee as well. And we have to CG that back in. Oh, man. Thankfully, a lot easier than removing a mustache. Yeah, which, hopefully uh, we yeah. can get Robert Downey Jr. before he has to shave off that goatee as well because I'm sure he's contractually obligated to hold it while uh, he's involved in the Marvel films I, right? s- I saw an interview with Robert Downey Jr. a while ago and he's like oh yeah Mrs. Downey's back in the hotel room I'm like don't you mean Mrs. Downey Jr. And I'm like oh no his last name's not Downey Jr. his last name is Downey and he just happens to be a junior yeah didn't really click before but it's that's like fine. um it's like Dwayne the Rock Johnson you cannot say it without adding the word junior on the exactly, end of it exactly yeah it just doesn't work anyway that's Avengers Infinity Wars. That'll be out, I don't know, whenever. And it will make more money than you so can comprehend. <laughs> but um, no Oscar gold. No Oscars. <laughs> they may, may get it for practical effects, so who nah, knows. Probably no? not. Never? No. Original score? No. Um, uh, best spandex? <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right, what was the second trailer uh, we watched The second trailer we watched was... Um, a claymation film called Early Man from the produ- uh, from the studio that brought you Wallace and Gromit and uh, some pirate film that neither Pirates, like Shaun the much. Sheep, Chicken Run, yeah, um, Flushed Away, Flushed Away, oh, yeah, uh, and it's uh, set in the well, almost in the same. <laughs> could be set on Cretaceon, to be perfectly honest. Uh, but it follows a group of cave people, I guess, uh, early um, descendants of human beings. Early man, you might say. Oh, I might. But there's women in there. There are, yeah. Um, uh, and their kind of travails in the environment, hunting yes, rabbits. surviving, really. Surviving and so on. With- and then the Bronze Age comes screaming in. Um, through the guise of this more advanced civilization who's saying this is the now the way forward the stone age is dead long live the bronze age cue hilarity fish out of water exactly we need to get back to our roots kind of thing it's very actually it's kind of like it's the brexit film isn't it <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually do think the bronze age character 
even though voiced by an Englishman, has like mm. a somewhat French accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it's yeah, it is almost like uh, this Stone Age uh, <laughs> um, England wants to sort of separate. Yeah. Or, or we just want to continue on our. Way. I don't even know what that accent is. I, I, I should probably we'd continue on our ways. Yep. And uh, we don't like these continental foreigners coming over here and telling <laughs> us what to do. So yeah, and ironically, the continental foreigners have amazing technology and, and a better money structured society. And, yeah. yeah. And uh, but no, 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 they're fine to throw spears at rabbits. It's fine. <laughs> It's a traditional British pastime, tossing spears at rabbits, yeah. watching them run. Uh, it looks fine. It, looks it does. I mean, fun. in terms of um, a studio that has uh, a very distinct animation style mm. and has pioneered that and continued with that for a very long time, yep. um, I mean, it's, it's good to see that this sort of stuff is still out there. There's much, much easier ways of animating and making films. Yeah. But this has a lot of distinct sort of style and character that you don't really get yeah, yeah, yeah. elsewhere. It's, it's physical clay. Like, they're making them... It's a physical film. Uh, and it's interesting because they did do Flushed Away, which is a CGI film that exactly. they did... Uh, they co-produced with DreamWorks. Uh, and it has none of the same feel to or it. Charm or charm. Yeah. So they used the same character style, but it was all CGI animated, and it just looked a bit shit. Having said that, I did watch Pirates! Exclamation mark... Um, I think it, I think the explanation mark is is part of the title. It, it is, w- yeah. was not a very good film. Okay. Um, with uh, yeah, Hugh Smiley Face, Hugh <laughs> Smiley Face Grant, um, and yep, yeah, yeah. So uh, Rotten Tomatoes disagrees with you there, but oh, uh, who knows? I watched it in a really bad cinema uh, <laughs> with uh, with okay. my sisters, and I don't think either of us like. We, I think we went to watch another film, and there wasn't one at the right time, so yep. we ended up watching that one instead. So yep. maybe it just wasn't in the right headspace. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But um, speaking of, let's see if I can segue this, uh, studios that have a very distinct animation <laughs> slash style, which they've continued yep. to develop through mm-hmm. lots of genres. This week's The Muppets. Let's <laughs> talk about The Muppets. The uh, Muppets Treasure Island, to be precise. So yes. 1997? Six. Six. Uh, comedy musical film based on the, um, Robert, Louis the Robert Louis Stevenson novel. Uh, of the same, well, he, he, didn't, he, he didn't, didn't call it Muppets, call it Treasure, Muppets Treasure Island. <laughs> he wanted to, but his editor just said, well, "How about we just call it Treasure Island?" And, and he and, begrudgingly agreed. Yeah. Now his ghost is like, "Damn it! I knew I was right." Uh, neither of us had seen this. Um, I remember when I was a kid um, reading about this film, uh, reading about the Muppets and what the film was going to be about, but I never actually got a chance to see it at the cinemas when it came out. I don't know why. I'm not sure yeah, what I, was doing in I mean, 96. I think we we looked up Cutthroat Island came out in '95, yeah. and I would have been nine years old. I definitely <laughs> saw Cutthroat Island, which is like a bloodthirsty actual pirate film. And yeah. yet, the year later, when the the kids' film came out, I didn't actually end up watching was it. Was Cutthroat so. Island a, a, an act? I thought it was a kids' film as well. No, it's a. I'm fairly sure it's a action adventure. All I know, I really know now about Cutthroat Island, it was a, a big flop. They put a, <laughs> sunk a lot of money into it and sure. did not earn it back. Sure. Um, but it was a very much more actiony um, and so supposedly realistic than. Um, so there was a spot in the mid '90s where pirates were in, sure, but they just didn't do it well enough to keep them in until maybe five or ten years later when the pirates films, the Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, films was that two thousand three? So when the first one came out. Yeah, yeah. so eight, eight years of no good pirate films that mm. I can remember, <laughs> and then then we got two thousand and three's Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, and then a short. I want to say seven years later, we got Pirates! Exclamation <laughs> mark, the terrible claymation film. <laughs> what goes around comes around. Um, are we going to do a two-minute recap of this film? I think we should. We I, always do. I wasn't terribly familiar with the um, 
uh, Treasure Island story. No, neither was I. And so I have absolutely no idea how faithful they are to the source material. Well, I'm um, trying to. I'm thinking of the Muppets Christmas Carol, which I think is mostly faithful. Well, like, I mean, it takes like the big points of it, I guess, yeah, exactly. and kind of runs with it. So, but th- this one in the middle of it has a great big sequence where they're captured by island natives. Sure. And I'm like, I don't know if that's part of the story or whether that's just one of those, you know, treasure hunting cliches yeah. that they wanted to chuck in the middle of yep. it to introduce these pig characters so Miss Piggy could have a role. Yep. Um, who knows if that's in the book or not? Who knows? Um, we'll go check. You don't know if Captain is it Smollett or whoever? Sure. Um, whoever Captain Kermit, uh, we'll just call him Captain C- Kermit. Captain Kermit. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how big of a role his character plays in the book or whether Long John Silver is like actually a cook who's mutinous. These are things that happened in the film, in this particular version of the film. I couldn't tell you one way or the other. Yeah. Anyway. So I'm going to do a two minute recap of this version of the film. (laughs) Uh, You can let us know if the actual Treasure (laughs) Island varies in any way from this, but um, we'll give it a crack. We'll give it a crack. All right. You have two minutes on the clock, apparently, and your time starts now. All right, so we open in a small English village where uh, Jim Hawkins, I believe, is the the small child character played by um, Kevin Bishop. Yes. Who I know from a lot of English comedies. So Mm -hmm. he's in like Peep Show and Detectorists Mm -hmm. and um, a whole bunch of really great shows that I love. FM with Chris O'Dowd is a really great show. You should check it out. It's been off the air for about eight years. But when I saw this like miniature version of this English comedian that I know as an adult, I was just like, oh my God. Anyway, um, so they're in this small English town. Uh, it's like an inn or a tavern. Mm-hmm. We have Billy Connolly recounting a story maybe. Yep. Uh, uh, as it transpires, he's stolen a treasure map. Some pirates come to take it off him and he gives it to um, uh, Jim. Jim. And Jim runs away with a treasure map and goes, I'm going to have to try and get a ship mm-hmm. and sail away and find what where this uh, treasure is. Uh, goes to Fozzie Bear, who um, is yep. a, a, a shipbuilder. A ship, the, the son, son of, of a, a shipbuilder. Ship uh, uh, and a complete of, idiot yeah. and who believes there's a man in his finger who's telling him what to do. Um, he assembles a crew of... Uh, um, various reprobates. Yes, exactly. And honest. as it turns out, sort of Tim Curry playing Long John Silver mm. as the cook here has got all of his pirate mates onto the ship, yep. unbeknownst to uh, Kermit the Frog, who plays the captain of the ship, yep. and Sam the Eagle, who plays the first, first mate. mate yep. There is a fantastic dynamic there between so Sam good. the Eagle and, and Kermit, where Kermit will say something innocuous and Sam will go well, uh, interpret it as Sam introduces, uh, before we know who the captain is, uh, Sam introduces the captain as like the most bloodthirsty, most violent-tempered captain you've ever met and then this there's amazing sequence where this horse drawn carriage tears through the port town and then this dramatic reveal with this burly kind of angry looking man steps out of the carriage and then moves out of the way and it's just kermit yeah and then kermit gets on board and goes oh how's everyone doing and then um <laughs> sam the eagle's like like rubs his finger against the uh, the railing and it's a bit dusty and he's like who was responsible for dusting like, the cabins I knew he was going to be furious. furious 40 lashes for whoever did this and, and Kermit's like no I just so fine I didn't mean it like that uh, anyway uh, anyway, it's, it's very very good the dynamic there um, they start sailing uh, away on the ship Tim Curry and his pirate friends sort of try and arrange a bit of a mutiny because mm-hmm. they hear a rumour that the treasure map is on board they want to yep. steal it um they somewhat do, and there's this little uh, tension there where they've captured and 
uh, torturing Gonzo in a very humorous torture sequence. Mm. Um, they uh, eventually get onto the island, um, having kidnapped Jim. So uh, Kermit's plan is to to set the pirates off onto the island and then sort of sail away and go, we'll come back in a year and they'll be less likely to want to fight us. But as a, a, a counter to that, Tim Curry steals the young boy Jim and they are forced to go and try and rescue them. Uh, they get to the island and some of them are captured by island native pigs. Yep. Uh, some of them go off and try and find the buried treasure, which isn't there anymore. Uh, in the in the hole, there's they escape from the natives. The pirates fight one another. Mm. They capture Miss Piggy and Kermit and dangle them off a cliff. Yeah, they, it, should, uh, it should be mentioned that the natives are led by Miss Piggy, who was marooned on that island in an earlier escapade. Yes, uh, and who had been jilted at the or yes, also by, by Kermit, Kermit in a much much earlier escapade. Yep. Um, uh, there's a bit of a, a fight there between the pirates and the, the crew. Yep. Um, swashbuckling, sword fighty sort of bits and pieces. It transpires that Miss Piggy had taken the treasure and hidden it in a, a different cave or something, and mm-hmm. they all go grab it. Then they, uh, the after the swashbuckling fight, the good crew um, arrest all the pirates and take them on the ship. And then uh, Tim Curry escapes from the ship on a boat, and there's this most brilliant, heartfelt moment at the end of this film yep. where Jim played by this very young um, Kevin Bishop and Tim Curry, have this powerful moment of, mm. of sort of like, I couldn't shoot you, I trust you, yeah, and yeah. you've broken my heart by betraying us. Yeah. And this is it's just like really, really well acted as well by this young boy and Tim Curry. Yeah. And then the Muppets sort of show up and add their <laughs> levity to it. And then uh, Tim Curry's boat sinks and he has to swim back to the island and the treasure sinks to the bottom and yeah. they, they all sort of sail off into the sunset. And that moment works because all the way throughout the film, they've built a bit of a relationship between John Silver and, and Jim Hawkins. Yeah. So, I mean, despite uh, Long John Silver being a, a cutthroat pirate, as yeah. far as we're aware, he does sort of take this young boy under his wing and... And um, they sort of actually have a, a relationship. Yeah, they have a bit of a relationship. Yeah, because it's. Uh, I think Jim Hawkins at one point says his parents are dead and he's an orphan or, or something, as most literary, classic literary characters yeah. are. Uh, and they bond. Yeah, well, uh, Tim Curry's like, yeah, my parents also died when That's I was right. young. Yeah, yeah, my yeah. dad was also the first mate on yeah, a ship. And, yeah. um, and then Tim Curry tells him about Polaris and how to find directions. It's all. Yeah, like, yeah. There's some um, decent character development there. Um, and that's, I think it's part of the thing that makes this film enjoy. Like we, look, I enjoyed it. I very much enjoyed this film and I am a big fan of the Muppets. Um, but it's nice to get those little moments of character depth. Right? Yeah. And it, again, I don't know where, if it comes from the source material, if they're sort of d- directly dragging <clears throat> that um, build up of a character relationship between Long John and Jim. You would imagine that the book has to be a classic for a reason. Yeah. And it, these story moments are interjected in there and you're like well i don't know if that's their mm. uh, jim henson and his crew doing that i don't know if that's the original story i don't know if they've the writers of the um the script have sort of put in there but it feels it feels organic and it mm. feels really nice i feel like the book from what i recall i feel like the book it deals with how infamous long john silver is and it's kind of told from the perspective of someone who witnessed all of it or um who who had been passed down these stories of Long John Silver and his quest for the treasure on that island? Um, I was I really thought it was told from the perspective of Jim. I think I possibly, thought that was, that's what the possibly, story came yeah. from. But again, who knows? And it doesn't really matter what the source material is. No, just that they've adapted it in a way which feels like these characters are. It doesn't matter if Captain Kermit is like as big a character in the book yeah, as he yeah, is. Yeah. As he even exists in the book. Who knows? Yeah. Um, the, the dynamic between all of the characters and the way they play out is really good. 
the comedy is a bit of a strange one for me because for the first maybe 15 minutes of the film, I really wasn't sure what they were doing. Yep. You had Billy Connolly sort of recounting this story. You had uh, Jennifer Saunders as this like uh, scullery maid wench mm. who owns the tavern. Um, there was this weird breaking um, of the fourth wall by Gonzo and his mate uh, Rizzo. Yep. And um, it was just, it felt like really, really sort of clunky. I'm like, oh, I I get that it's the Muppets, but are they expecting me to laugh at bits that I'm not finding quite so funny? And then they get to the, sh- the bit you described, the scene with Kermit mm. rolling up as like this um, uh, bloodthirsty captain. It just turns out to be Kermit. Yeah. And again, having not seen the film before, we're all sort of sitting there going, Kermit's going to have to show up at some point. Yeah. Is he going to be the captain? Yeah. Is Miss Piggy going to be the captain? Yeah. Is Swedish Chef going to be the captain? <laughs> Who are the other Muppets who haven't shown up yet? That sequence is fantastic. They then get onto the ship and they do a roll call where yep. they start calling out oh, um, characters' names. It's hilarious. And like each joke lands like even harder than the one before. It's like, um, old Bob, okay. even older Bob, dead Bob. <laughs> it's just like, it, it's just, it is just... Each line is just it's, hilariously it's so, well-landed. So and then brilliant. that's the, that's where it really got me on board. Again, it was probably 20 minutes in, but like it, it, it hooked me there and it kept me for the rest of the film. So uh, The the best role... Uh, the, I have to go back to that roll call moment because my favourite one was right at the end where they were like... Um, so Sam the Eagle's reading out the roll call and he calls out for like... Uh, some kind of evil monster, yes. baby scabby eater. face, baby, baby bug, roll over your face, bad breath, and ugly. Then the, and then this buxom young woman comes out and then just says, here in the most gravelly voice you've ever heard. And then they immediately call for like angel face. And then this grotesque, <laughs> disgusting puppet monster comes out and says, here. Yeah. I, this is the thing that uh, it's the Muppet sense of humor has always been like this, though. So it sort of toes the line of being. Somewhat risque, but also very endearing as well. Yeah. Uh, And it's something that really puppets can get away with, right? They can skirt that edge really, really well, and no one really can be offended by it, right? Like, we want to, as an audience member, you kind of give them more life than they actually have. But you never, to me anyway, you're never really offended by what that's something that a puppet says, even though you know that there's a human behind it and someone has written this. Yeah. They feel like real-life characters. Um, and for me personally, because I, you know, in my side life, outside of my life as a studio executive, I actually do puppeteer. Um, and it's something that when you watch audiences who are watching you, they don't pay attention to you as a puppeteer. They pay attention to the puppet and they're so captivated by this thing, this collection of felt and stuffing that is moving and talking that they don't care about you. And if they, if the puppet does something that is you know, would be out of place for a human to do, they'll love it. And it's a really weird thing. It is a very strange thing. And obviously what uh, Henson Company started back in the 50s mm. and then I think in the late 70s they got the TV show. Yeah. It really just seemed to be something that captured the public imagination in a way that is unexpected because you're like, what? There's this silly little felt puppets that yeah. are sort of going around saying stupid things and for some reason, everyone got on board with it and everyone loves it. And it's just become that part of our culture mm. in a way where even growing up, Sesame Street is all just Muppet characters. Yeah. Like, I mean, again, uh, Kermit is just a, a, a character and a face and a voice that I've known since Forever, like, yeah. since I was learning to count, essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, um, and the, funny, the weird thing with Sesame Street as well is initially when they brought the Muppets onto that show, they had their own segment. 
Uh, and then they found through testing that kids were not paying attention when the Muppets weren't on screen. <laughs> so they brought them onto the street. Like, that's how that all came about. And that's where Big Bird came in and, and Oscar the Grouch and all the other characters that inhabited that that, that um, street. Um, because, yeah, it's they just capture your attention completely and utterly. There's a couple of human characters in this film, minus Tim Curry and Kevin Bishop. There's a couple of, like, um, pirates in there. Yep. I have no idea who they are. I don't know what their names are and I don't care because all around them is this massive cast of amazing looking puppets uh, which who are full of colour and full of life and... Character more than anything. Yeah, like, yeah, full yeah. Of, each, each one, although they look different and that you could just go, yeah, visually distinct, that's fine, but they all have their own character as well. Yeah. There's a couple of like auxiliary pirate characters like Polly the um, the shrimp. Mm. Uh, there's a goat one as well and yes. you're sort of like, these, these could just be... Like their own, like wouldn't even need to care about giving them personality, yeah, yeah, yeah. but they go to all the effort of making them all distinct and individual, yeah. um, both looking and the way that they behave and the way that they speak. It's it's yeah. really really well done. There's a great blind pirate that appears at the start of the film, not humanoid in appearance. It's kind of monster esque, uh, but it's got a sort of slight French accent to it <laughs> for some reason. For some reason, and it has two eye patches, like one over each eye, and it kind of like stumbles away its way through the scene touching things and falling over and and like trying to be intimidating but clearly not and like goes up to um kevin bishop's character and it starts saying like oh pretty girl um it's it's just fun right like again you couldn't do that as a human it would not be anywhere near as entertaining i don't think no i think and i think there's you've touched on something that's really worth knowing there is it it looks like a fun film not only to like to make not only to sort of watch but it seems like everyone involved in that is having fun yeah um like Tim Curry has just the most expressive face, and when he cocks his head back to laugh, and you can see yeah. like sort of the roof of his mouth behind yeah. those sort of like yeah. ridiculous teeth. Yeah. Like he, he, I don't even know if you could say he's a somewhat serious actor, but he he can act, and he's been yeah. in some very iconic films, and you see him here playing up against a bunch of puppets, <laughs> but he's not like this is weird. I'm playing with a bunch of puppets. This is more like this is fun. Yeah. I get to play in and amongst oh, a bunch absolutely. of puppets. Yeah. And speaking of the fun as well, just the effort gone into making all these sets. So most of the film is set on a pirate ship. Yes. uh, Which, obviously, they didn't actually shoot it on a real ship because it's just not practical. But they built an amazing-looking full-size It would have had to have been full-size. Because there are human characters going up and down stairs and in and out of doors. And then you have, like, the full ensemble Muppets cast sort of having... And so you you go, well, you know, the Muppets not a very big thing. But then you've got to realise there's a puppeteer behind every one of those... um, uh, sometimes two puppeteers, yeah. and so everything has to be sort of full scale. Not only that, but animatronics as well. There's various points where you've got puppets suspended uh, from great heights, and there's no way a puppeteer would actually be up there controlling them, and it looks like they've actually got animatronic motion in there as well. It's an attention to detail and a creativity that I miss, right? Like, the so Disney revived the Muppets for a while. They did that really kind of poor taste uh, series on ABC as well, um, which was more of a sort of Thirty Rock style behind the scenes look at the Muppets, um, and then the most recent movies as well. But they were very grounded in what they were trying to do with it. So they haven't done a big grand scale. Let's take the Muppets and put them into some crazy 
situation for a while. And I really want to see that again. Do you really? I mean, if you're saying that you really want to see it, have we, does it mean we've unraveled this to a point where we've analysed exactly what the public is crying out for? I think so, because I think we are the best representatives of the public and what they want. Exactly. Uh, it is our jobs. So before we take this idea any further, yes. I think it's prudent yes. that we take it to the green room. Great idea. And how do we get to that green room? Through an audio sting. That's right. <laughs> And we're here. Oh, I just... It's so much more convenient oh, than man. anything else. The teleportation powers it's of an so audio stick. I mean, the green room is on the 50th floor, as we've established, and that's a long elevator it ride. It is a long elevator ride. It's so much better when it's instantaneous yep. uh, teleportation. Yep. Um, so we mentioned in an episode a very, very long time ago in mm. passing that we have our own intellectual property called mm. the Puppums. Yes, invented uh, which... by Tim Benson, Yeah, I mean, who died. You may think it's lazy and we've just done what the Muppets did and took the word puppet and replaced one of the letters with an M. Um, you're completely wrong. We arrived We arrived at that name a completely different way. Yes. Um, so the Puppins have existed. And I really like what the Muppets did where they mine um, intellectual property from like more than 100 years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah. it's passed out of creative... It's, co- like it's, it's uh, in it's, public domain exactly. now. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's copy, uh, copy rights lapsed. Yep. We have uh, public domain. So really anything... Uh, that's more than a hundred years old. We can just take it yeah, and do because yeah, yeah. they did it. The Muppets did it with the Christmas Carol. Yes, they did it with um, Treasure obviously Island. Treasure Island, and I think uh, there was a TV special Wizard of Oz. Yep. Um. So I mean, and they're not paying licensing at no, all for any of super that. Cheap. So, so we should do the same thing. I so think absolutely. What are we, we going to adapt? We can go back. I mean, you could take anything. Um. Do we want to go? I mean, do we want it to be? I mean, those those stories are much more family friendly, I guess. Right. So Wizard of Oz, Treasure Island, they're books. Or stories that were written for youth, or young people, or kids, or whatever. Yeah. Do we go the opposite direction? Do we go to like the Mark Twain's? And I don't know. I don't think a Christmas Carol is necessarily a kids' story, but it has a heartwarming kind of ending, doesn't it? I like reckon it's... we we go back as far as we possibly can. <laughs> like the the earliest story that I can think of, which would be good, is like uh, uh, Homer's The Odyssey. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I think the Puppins do The Odyssey. Yeah. Are there any like Gilgamesh? I don't know Gilgamesh <laughs> that well as one of the first great big epics. I think you know I, may, yeah. maybe if we because we can do that, we can go back to the earliest story told. Yeah. And if it works, just keep going forward in history. Surely the so, el- the earliest story told was Man Throws Spear at Buffalo. I mean, but it's not written down. Like okay. it's not intellectual property. Otherwise, like if if that's that's true, we're doing cave paintings. Yeah. Is that where you go? Like, uh, yeah, sure. Um, maybe that's what the picture books of the Puppins <laughs> picture books can be. But when it becomes actually sort of storytelling, you yeah. start going with the, the Greek classics yep. and then you move through. I don't even know if there's Roman plays or we go through we go through Shakespeare okay. and then go through um, I mean, I your do, gothic horrors. And I do like Homer's Odyssey. Now, it is a really, really great story. I really hope you know the story of Homer's Odyssey better than I do because it's sitting on my uh, bedside table <laughs> waiting to be read. <laughs> I, I know it quite well. Okay, that's good. I'm going to pull my information from the um, the Oh Brother, Where Art Thou film, which oh, was right, just sure. a retelling of Homer's Odyssey. See, that was the other option. We could do a retelling of a retelling. Oh, really? And you know, okay. you know how uh, Emma's... Uh, Emma is clueless mm. so we do um, Puppums is Emma is clueless <laughs> so we can do that we can do a a retelling of Oh Brother Where Art Thou which yeah. is a retelling of the, of, uh, of, of, the Odyssey. of the Odyssey but yeah. we also have to recontextualize it um, so it's not so uh, obvious yeah. that we've we can't do it in that sort of like um, yeah because they said in the 50s I think 
that the Oh Brother Where Art Thou was set in the 50s I Americana think it was earlier than that but 40s, again I, maybe? I couldn't yeah it was, I couldn't oh answer. actually yeah you're right because the Ku Klux Klan are in that yeah, film yeah so 30s maybe sort 30s, of like um, Americana kind of yeah. country bumpkin kind of thing going there so where do we set ours do we go to the do we go back to the future no, no, we do it the other way around. Oh, okay. So where where they've t- taken a Greek um, uh, odyssey yep. and recontextualized it into the 30s, we yep. take that film and recontextualize <laughs> it back into the oh, Greek. Um, okay. So it really just becomes the odyssey again. <laughs> just the so, odyssey again. But if, for, for real eagle-eye viewers, when they see John Goodman show up with an eye patch, yeah, 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 they, yeah. they realize that well, we're... And that's the thing. It's going to look really good on a poster when we say, based on... Homer's Odyssey based, based on, on Oh Brother, Brother Where Art Thou. Because, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's some pedigree there. And we're taking not only one amazing uh, literary classic, but two. Yeah, exactly. Because, I mean, when you take that uh, piece of classic literature, you've really only got the story to go from. Yes. When you uh, also then add in the film, you've got camera shots, you've got soundtrack, mm-hmm. um, you've got sort of style and aesthetic and actors yep. and stuff yep. like that to also sort of base that on. So, yep. I mean, um, A Brother Where Art Thou had that fantastic soundtrack with did, the, yeah. um, the Soggy Bottom Boys yep. doing their... their doing so, we we'll yeah. can throw in some sort of that... So, do know. we need to just hire that cast back? Do we need to get George Clooney back in and... Um, Oh, actually, we can't get most. Some of them are actually dead. <laughs> I think we. Re, I don't think. I mean, unless they're really good puppeteers, I yeah. think we leave it where we are, uh, and we go with um, our own cast of, of okay, expert sure. uh, puppet P- finger mouth moving <laughs> dudes, which is what the the pup the puppeteers the puppeteers yeah um, it totally rolls off the tongue. I think before we actually get into how, how the story goes through, it is worth going through our puppums themselves. Because yeah. we obviously have an ensemble cast of yes. characters yes. that have existed in there. For their, a long time. For a very, long very time. long yeah. time. Um, and so we can actually sort of discuss uh, those characters and who they are and their personality traits. And then we can assign them the roles. Obviously, the Odyssey is um, uh, primarily a story of Odysseus mm-hmm. and his journey home yep. with, with the crew um, of... Uh, the ships that he's sort of like trying to navigate through Mm. uh, basically he's pissed off Poseidon and Poseidon said well you've just fought in this great big war um, which was uh, I think what we're going to do is have to do um, like Lucas did George Mm. Lucas did when he released Star Wars and said it was episode 4 we do that with the Puppin's Odyssey because Odyssey is obviously part 2 of the Iliad Yes, but we don't start with the Iliad first we start with the Odyssey Odyssey, and then if we want to do a prequel earlier on we can do the Iliad and then we'll replace all the Puppin's with CGI right? yeah Yeah. so uh, sorry uh, Odysseus actually like uh, annoyed Poseidon Um, Poseidon said well your journey home is going to be very arduous rather than very straightforward and he ends up going from island to island and meeting a bunch of creatures and monsters and witches along the way Mm. um, that have various trials and tribulations yep Perfect. Um, which is great great for our story. Great for but, our story. But, I mean, who is then, um, uh, which of our puppums is going to play uh, Odysseus? Odysseus, yeah. And uh, which of the puppums are going to be the various crew and which of them are going to be the various monsters along the way? Yeah. Well, we've got a very wide menagerie of uh, critters in our puppums lineup. You say menagerie, are... and it's a really good word because mm. pretty much they are just, what, zoo <laughs> creatures. Zoo creatures, yeah. Uh, so we've got uh, ZB, the zebra. Z- yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> uh, uh, not the most original name, no, but but no. I mean, we we did this thing where each of our characters had to start with a different letter, just so it became less sort of confusing. Yeah. And um, when we had twenty five characters uh, all through like A to A to Y, mm. and it came up to like we were like, is it a coincidence that our last characters is a zebra? Yeah. And the name also has to start with Z. <laughs> yeah. So we were like, oh, Zebi, it has to be Zebi. It has Zeby. to be it yeah. just, I mean, we couldn't we couldn't have really done it yeah. any other way. Yeah. My personal favorite is the elephant. Yep. Um, Ophelia. Yeah. Uh, who uh, is uh, 
like the puppet itself is life size <laughs> and not life size for a human life size for for an actual elephant yep. and she um she's very timid mm-hmm. uh, which is a bit strange but also has that sort of very dr jekyll and hyde personality where oh, at the okay. click of a switch yeah yep. she can she can go from being very timid to be like you know does, very very powerful does her alter ego have a name as well yeah it's it's ophelia like, <laughs> it's, okay it's yeah it's but it, but it's like a, um Mrs. Ophelia and Doctor Ophelia. Ah, that's how you okay. like. That's how yep. you can tell the yep. tell the difference between them. So which one's which? That's that's the mystery. Ah, that's, that's, okay. That's the the, the that's crux the, of the, the character. Real? Okay. It's the it's the Gonzo thing where we don't ever tell you what species he is <laughs> until like 1999 <laughs> Muppets in Space. Yeah. That's the that's the Ophelia mystery, ah, which we're not going to tell which anyone until do. okay, great. You know, 40 years after we've been doing this. Yep. Uh, we have uh, that cassowary character. I quite like as well. Very very flamboyant. Tons of feathers. Um, very violent as well. Uh, and um, his name is of course um, uh, Kelvin. Kelvin. Kelvin the cassowary. Yeah. Um, um, very, very dangerous bird in real life. Cass- incredibly. I mean, incredibly. And for the some closest reason, thing to a velociraptor that yeah, we can, you can sort of have. Yeah. And for some reason, the Popham's character has taken on that as the character trope and the character trait and just is Try- insanely violent. Tries to disembowel people with their yeah, qu- quartos. Absolutely. We've lost so many Popham's to that puppet. Just, um, yeah. Just through no fault of our you own. You will notice if you see them, there's just like lots of like uh, stitching along the, the yeah. stomach line and, yep. and hastily stuffed back in stuffing. Yeah. Because um, uh, Kelvin, the <laughs> cassowary, was it Kelvin? It's sure. Kelvin, yeah. Um, just like at a whim, just disembowels them. And I don't really know why we decided to make the puppet claws out of actual razor blades. <laughs> in retrospect, it's probably not the best idea. No, but I mean, we can't question the creative process. It is what it is. Uh, we have to we have to fit it with one of those mouth guards every time we move it around the set as well because there's no telling what that mouth will do and what those claws will do. Um, we it's it's been tough. I mean that's why we were taken off the air in the seventies off the yeah, our TV show was because canceled. of all the violent cal- and, and like Magellan the Black Panther. Yeah. Um. Just like also just horribly ferocious. <laughs> just. Just like so, like the the panther character, yep. you'd think you know, nice sort of uh, you know, cat. No, sure, just yep. like uh, will glass you at a in a bar fight, <laughs> like kind of character, and, and people are just like, this is not acceptable for a kids' TV program <laughs> to have these puppets who are actually sort of openly antagonistic yeah. towards one another. It's just getting out of hand. Uh, so Kelvin the cassowary actually uses claws and stuff, whereas Magellan the panther actually will glass you. Yeah, he could use his claws if he wanted to. But doesn't. But, but no, doesn't. No, just gets an empty beer bottle, smashes it, and then starts stabbing no, To be people. fair, to be, doesn't actually stab. Oh, like, okay. I have to... Massively clear distinction, mm. just threatens it. Ah, and, like okay. He has a personality disorder, not yep. not an actual sort of violent thug, yep. but just uh, when backed into a corner yep. um resorts to threatening people with yep, violence yep. now we also have uh two puppums who have an on again off again relationship with each other as well um it's a uh a howler monkey uh and what's his name again um it's uh, sebastian the howler monkey. that's right like i can't remember how you forgot that i don't know i don't know uh and his partner or on again off again partner uh which is a meerkat uh and her name is lucy yeah, Lucy and Sebastian. It's, yeah. it's the it's the you know the question that all of the Puppets fans have been wanting to know because yeah. sometimes we'll we'll end a production uh, with this sort of like and they lived happily ever after mm-hmm. and we start up the next one and Lucy and Sebastian aren't together anymore yeah. and everyone's just yeah. like what's going on here. Yeah. 
Um, you know, Magellan's in jail for, yeah. for you know, violent conduct. Uh, um, Kelvin's sort of like, you know, undergoing laboratory experiments. <laughs> like they've, someone's captured him. Yeah. And but, but behind all these sort of, you know, problems, everyone's mm. just like, what's going on with Lucy and Sebastian? Yeah, it's, it's the love story for the ages, right? Two totally different species, um, but somehow they've come together and separated as well. And so, I mean, the crux of the Odyssey is... Uh, Odysseus wants to get home to his wife. Okay, yep. So, uh, in this one, Sebastian, the Howler Monkey, yes. will, will cast as Odysseus. Yes. And then you have Lucy, sort of that forlorn, yeah. I will wait for you for, for 20 years yeah, as you yeah, try yeah, and make yeah. your way home to me kind of yeah. uh, love story. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I think, yeah. We, and they write letters to themselves, I assume, over the course of this film. Maybe they write home to each other. Yeah, and they put it in a time-travelling mailbox. <laughs> um <laughs> Why not? Sure. It worked in the lake house. It can work for us. Um, yeah, sure. Uh, and uh, and so, you know, the various of the characters of the crew. Mm. I think Ophelia the elephant can play. Um, there's a cyclops at one stage. Yep. Um, so uh, we can just sort of like, yeah, do like a, a slight adjustment to the puppet where, because yep. she's already giant compared yeah, to everyone yeah, else. Yeah, just yep. absolutely massive. Yeah. Um, and then you have, yeah, I mean, really the ensemble cast can play anyone. Magellan can play. Um, yeah. Uh, one of the the siren song that lures, the, the harpies, yeah, yeah. Yep. harpies. I think harpies may be um, Jason and the Argonauts. Okay, with um, well, but that's fine. Similar concept, yeah, probably. sure. I mean, and then you have the what Chipperes. I think it's like a giant whirlpool with teeth. Sure, um, which is great because we actually already have a puppum that is a giant whirlpool with teeth. So, <laughs> what uh, zoo animal is that? <laughs> uh, the giant. You, you've never been to the giant whirlpool with teeth <laughs> exhibition at the at the Taronga <laughs> Zoo in Sydney. Not recently. Yeah. Um, okay, great. So let's run through what would happen in this story. Now I know we are just adapting the Odyssey. Um, and oh brother we're out there because there's, there's, there's a, a bluegrass country roots okay, yep. uh, soundtrack through the whole thing so has and, and not to steal too much from the yep. the muppets but you know our lead character is a left-handed bedropinist <laughs> um who sings about uh weather phenomenon colorful yep. weather phenomenon great and how hard it is to be a particular color in yeah. this case orange is a how Hallamunk is orange? They sure. I mean, even Maybe. if even if they're not, uh, then uh, ours is anyway. Ours is yeah. Sebastian, uh, the the orange Hallamunk. So has Sebastian escaped from jail? Because that's Sebastian wasn't in jail. It was Magellan who was in jail. Keep oh, up, keep I'm up. Sorry. And this wasn't this wasn't no, in no, this I'm, iteration. I meant in this film. In this film, there isn't. All right, hang on. You, you're confusing me because you're definitely going. Oh, brother, we're I up am there. definitely. And I'm just going. They're on a boat, so they're yeah. So they they're in jail. They're yeah. on a chain gang. Yeah. Um, after winning the Trojan War, um, yeah. and they have to escape from jail yeah. and sail a ship across the ocean. That's it. There we go. It's not an adaptation of one or the other. No, it's, it's a simultaneous both. It's adaptation both of both. At once. So, and it is obviously set during the time of of Greek tragedies and Greek uh, mythology, right? But yes. there is a they do play the banjo country bluegrass banjo blues grand. great yeah great that'll work uh, so uh, Sebastian is sailing setting sail he has his crew yeah who's on his crew aside from who we've already mentioned all the other all alpha, the other all, we said there's twenty six of them because yep. there's uh, A to Z yeah um, and actually sometimes there's punctuation and and <laughs> the numbers one to zero come into it as well but yep. they can play the monsters so is it a pure Puppum's cast or we're going to have some humans on there too oh that's a really good point yeah. I think what um uh what Muppets Treasure Island did really really well yep. was adding in those human characters yeah so absolutely yeah I think even so he needs a maybe a a brother 
right? Like, oh, brother had the three main characters. There was George Clooney and then the other two. John Turturro. John Turturro and the other guy whose yeah. name I've forgotten. Yeah, sure. Um And they were kind of... Uh, they were friends? Or they were they were, actual like, brothers? with each other? I, I don't I, think they were brothers. I think I think they must have been. I know Odysseus didn't have a brother, but the, uh, why would they put brother in the title if they weren't brothers? Uh, metaphorical brothers? No, definite uh, biological brothers. Fine, okay. Even if it wasn't, and we've misinterpreted yep. it, yep. ours are biological brothers, yep. and yet somehow different species. Yes, um, <laughs> because uh, three howler monkeys might just get a bit raucous. Yeah. So. Oh no, no, no! It's only Sebastian is a howler monkey, um, and he has two brothers. One of them is a human. Okay. Yeah, uh, sure. And the other is uh, a hippo. A hippo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, Marjorie the hippo. Yeah. Yeah. We can't have Marjorie the hippo because we have Magellan the uh, oh, yeah, the Black right. Panther. Um, we definitely said that that's unless it's Marjorie, but we put a silent P at the front of it. <laughs> Yes, um, or a silent T. Yeah, I think because I think at the, at the moment in the English um, language, Tamesis might be the only word that begins with uh, T M. Yeah, and now we're just going to add another one, and it's Marjorie, <laughs> but with like a T at the start. start. Right? Okay, uh, great. So yeah, so Sebastian has two brothers. Uh, to Marjorie, no Marjorie. Sorry, I mean, Marjorie. You don't pronounce the T. Don't pronounce the T. Marjorie the hippo and a human. Yeah, so we've got, to, we've got to cast the, human. Cast the human. And it's got to be age appropriate. So it's sort of that sort of maybe young twenties oh, yeah, yeah, warrior yeah. kind of. Yep. Yeah. Um, I don't know. You what see, about Tom Holland from Spider Man? Is he too wisecracking? Yeah, possibly a bit, bit irreverent. Yeah. I think he's. Well, look, I'm looking for some of the bit more battle scarred sort of ah, your, okay. your Jake yeah, Gyllenhaal yeah, yeah. sort of type ah, characters. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's a bit older. Though. He is a bit older, yeah. but like I think we maybe get one him. of the Hemsworth. Oh, the younger brother. Yeah, yeah. So we have Bob Hemsworth, <laughs> and then Chris Hemsworth, and then Liam, Liam. Liam Hemsworth, yeah. and then they have a younger brother too. Oh, do they? Yeah. What's his name? Um, um, Seratius. <laughs> Seratius Hemsworth. So sorry, hang on. The Hemsworth family went from Bob to Chris. To Liam, to... Seratius. Okay. <laughs> Seratius Hemsworth. Okay, cool. Um, uh, yeah, so we, yep. we get him in and he can... It's, it, it, we'll do it like as... Uh, and introducing in the title credits. Yeah, yeah of course. Um, so... I want everyone to have and introducing. Yeah, sure. Because we, we can. Yeah. Uh, and, and introducing... Um, Marjorie, the hippo. Yeah, well, uh, in- introducing Bob Hoskins as <laughs> the left hand of Marjorie, the hippo. Um, because, I mean, uh, yeah, we, we have multiple puppeteers yep. or puppeteers yep. uh, playing each animal. Yep. So uh, okay. it's it's not really fair that, you know, whoever does the voice gets a billing. Because the, yeah, the voice yeah, yeah. might be done by a third person entirely. Yeah. And someone operating the mechanical blinking. Mm. So in the credits, it's going to be like, you know... Um, <laughs> Lucy, yeah, play, uh, who was playing uh, Odysseus's, or, or you know, a wife, yeah, and it's just going to be a list of like six people who have played that character, <laughs> yeah, yeah. great. Because it's a bit weird, like obviously in Star Wars, you have um, Darth Vader, mm. who's um, played by two characters, like, uh, actors rather. Uh, David Prowse, David, I think, David is the, Prowse is the bodybuilder. Actor, yeah. James Earl Jones is um, the, the voice. voice. Then you even have the guy who plays him without his helmet on. In, yeah. In, and then there's a fourth guy who plays Vader in some of the lightsaber fencing scenes. Sure. So, like, like it's not fair to just say, you know, da- uh, James Earl Jones yeah, is Vader. Yeah, yeah. He's one aspect of Vader. Yes. So, I think um, everyone who's involved... And, again, you know, they came from our creative minds. Mm. So, really, part <laughs> of uh, um, uh, Odysseus... Yeah, plays Played by Sebastian the Howler Monkey, yeah. puppeteered by three people and voiced by one person and created by other people. <laughs> Everyone should have their name. Okay. I think our credit sequence might go on for about, you know, one and so a half our, hours. So your name and my name should appear with every single puppet. Every single puppet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's fine. 
So not like puppems created by Isaac Williams and AJ Scarcella. It's individual pup uh, puppems created by us. Okay, that works. Uh, so we have a crew. We have uh, a relationship. They uh, Sebastian has two brothers, and they're setting sail home after escaping from jail after the Trojan War. Is that correct? Yes, yeah. they, they were on the on the chain gang after the Trojan yes. War. Yeah. Okay, so what do they hit first? What happens? Like, I don't, look, it doesn't really matter no? to be honest. We've got so much to choose from. So okay. many events of um, Cersei the Witch and yep. uh, the Clashing Rocks and the yep. uh, Cyclopses and the John Goodmans and the Recording <laughs> Studios and the Baptists <laughs> in the Water. Like, there's so many that we can pull from. There's a yep. you know, very rich tapestry, and it really doesn't matter what we do. They can just yep. go to an island or a place yep. and do a thing, and then just move on to the next bit <laughs> until the end. And that's that's all we really need to do. Okay, great. All right, I like that. Uh, I kind of want John Goodman to feature on every island, though. <laughs> like playing every single complication that comes up. So I know we had uh, the whirlpool uh, animal yeah. uh, with teeth, but I somehow still want it to be played. So, so you're suggesting that even though one of our zoo creatures is a whirlpool with teeth, <laughs> yes. instead of casting them as the whirlpool from, with teeth from yeah. the Odyssey, um, which yeah. I believe I don't really know how to pronounce it's like charbrades or something like sure. that... Um, Instead, it's played by John, John Goodman, who's just like, like all, all we do really do to shoot those scenes is sort of like put him in a bathtub and just have his <laughs> mouth sort of slightly above the water. And then like, he'll like sink it down uh, and the water will slosh into yeah. his mouth. And- uh, I was even thinking, uh, I want to go a bit more grand than that. And I want to put him on a revolving platform in that bath so that we can spin him around and exactly. actually have him like spin, right? Like, yeah. But we won't do anything else to him. So it'll just be his head. No makeup, just him in a like bathing suit, I guess. Yeah, movie film practical will get a bit annoyed if we don't at least do some sort of prosthetics. Well, the thing, like, this film is all practical, so I don't know what they're complaining. I mean, if anything, the digital department's getting a bit antsy now. That's true. Because there's, yeah. no, there's no digital effects I, in well, this film. Well, we might have to throw in some green screen. I think Muppets Treasure Island did it well. Yeah, like, they, yeah. they built the this giant ship, yeah. but it was quite clearly on like a green screen soundstage. That's true, yeah. so We're going to have to do that, We'll too. have to throw in a Because, I mean, John Goodman's not going to want to go out on a boat. So we're going to have to build everything around him, the whole set. You know what we haven't really done with um, our films so far is use them as an excuse to go on a holiday. Oh, yeah. Like, like, there's no reason that we can't use this film to finance our own sort of Greek island <laughs> getaway. Yes. It just seems like a really great idea. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's pretty good. I mean, and, I mean, look, Movie Film Workshop's digital have their hands full getting um, Mephusa back up and running. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I don't think they're going to mind if we don't have any digital shots. Yeah, that's and fine. practical, like, you know, movie film workshop's practical. Yeah. Um, just make sure your password uh, passports are up to date. Yeah. And, like, the Greek economy's in the toilet. Yeah, I know. The Greek so, islands are super cheap. Everything's going to be super, super cheap. And once that Mephusa money starts rolling in as well, 15 bucks a month for a subscription to exactly. that. Exactly. Multiply that by, like, a couple of people, and you're going to have enough to buy an island in no time. Exactly. Great. All right. Which island are we going to get? Just just the main one. Naxos. Naxos. Sure. I okay. know that's a Greek island from my year 12 <laughs> ancient history studies. All right, great. So we'll, the whole production's really, going to be there. You can say any sort of Thassos. <laughs> Is that a Greek island? Probably. Yep. Just add os to any symbol. Um, Deskos. Yeah, pro- probably. Bikos. Yeah, yeah, done. Great. Okay, cool. So we are <laughs> production's going to move uh, to a Greek island so that we can set up going to be a tax haven too right? absolutely okay that's good we in fact what we're going to have to do is actually bury 
our our movie funds. We'll, we'll convert them into gold and put them in a chest <laughs> and bury them on one of the islands. That's where we can put our little Oscars as well. Once exactly. We yeah. Absolutely. And uh, and so like if we do have to do a Puppum's Treasure Island <laughs> later on, it's all just set up. There's yeah, actually yeah. already gold it's buried all, on like, an island oh, that we man, own, and we have that. our own maps to get to it. And we won't tell the cast what's going on either for when we make Treasure Island. So their reactions to it will be like genuine when they actually find gold and and stuff on those islands. So we'll set up an like an amazing race style situation and give them all maps, and then we'll secretly film them. But the condition is the puppeteers or the puppeteers need to actually do them, do the race as puppets. That is one of the best ideas <laughs> that you've come up with, just as a, a reality TV show. Yeah. Um, again, uh, Mephisto Whittaker <laughs> is always looking for like original TV yeah, content because yeah. we, we can, can dump all the movies we make on there. Yeah. But movies are only sort of like really like you know yeah we two, need two hours maximum. We need long time content. content. Yeah. And there is no cheaper way of producing uh, long content than reality television. Yeah. Um. As I mean, network television is creatively bankrupt. Yep. And the only like it's just the cheapest thing to churn out all of this sort of a hundred percent. And I mean, think of how economical it is for us. We're, we're shooting a film now but we're prepping a later reality exactly. series in the same... Pre- no one thinks I like really, that. I really... You, you, again, we're going to talk about the Heart of Darkness thing where we... For every every film that we're shooting, we're yeah. also shooting a making of. Yeah. And then it's going to get to the point where we're going to do a making of, a making of. And <laughs> yeah. that making of, the making of, is a reality TV show contest. Oh, yes. So who can make the best making of documentary yeah, of the um, of the film that's yep. being made? Yep. And there's just hours and hours of content oh, to put up man. on our um, digital distribution platform. That's fantastic. Oh, it'll be... Oh, Netflix is going down. They've exactly. got nothing. They've got nothing like this. I'd like to see Spielberg try to waltz in here and steal all that. Don't say that. Don't encourage him. Oh, He's no. done it once before. He will do it again. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, I think that's probably uh, I think, uh, all uh, we need to do on the, the Puppum's... <laughs> that's a wrap. The Puppum's on Odyssey or the Go On Odyssey. Again, we haven't really come the, up with a... The Odyssey. I don't know, no. like, because they do... The Muppets do... Tre- the Muppets take Manhattan. The yeah. Muppets do Treasure Island. Yep. Well, hang on. Do we need to also combine Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Oh, Puppum's Where Odyssey? Odyssey, Puppum's Where Out? Oh, Puppum's Where Art Thou Odyssey? I don't know. It's, 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 it's a, it's a tough one. Um, oh, Odyssey, Where Puppum's Thou? <laughs> no, it, doesn't, it doesn't really roll off the tongue. Uh, I think we just, like, we'll have to stick with the format, like, the Puppum's do, or a very Puppum's Odyssey. That's, or, yeah, like, no, no, I love that. A very Puppum's Odyssey. Because right, okay. it's like the return for them as well, right? They yeah. haven't been on TV for a very long time. Yeah, since, since those court cases. Yeah, since, yeah, I mean, Kelvin and Magellan. Oh, man. Uh, we'll sort them out before production starts. But um, they haven't been on TV for a while, and I know the public is screaming for them, right? They used to be this cult hit on uh, the, the, the channel that they're on. Yeah, it was, it was public access, and it was only very, like, <laughs> yeah, l- two, two low, low frequency broadcast. Yeah, at 2am, and it immediately followed by station close. Yeah, I mean, um, and you had to be within five kilometres of yeah, the, the, yeah. our TV studio. Half the time, they couldn't actually run the full episodes before station close actually happened, so yeah. a lot of episodes just get cut off midway. But And that's, you know, like, in terms of our legal standpoint, that yeah. was where a lot of our, uh, our <laughs> the basis of our defence stood from. It's like, you didn't even see the rest of it. You that's can't, right, yeah, you can't sue for what you didn't see yeah all right um so yeah i i think it's great to have a very puppum's odyssey yeah because it's like oh they're welcome back yeah uh, and then i mean the really good thing about um doing the odyssey first mm. is that when 
uh, we can kill off characters in this yep. and then just bring them up for bring them back for a very oh, proper, yeah, for sure. uh, yeah, yeah. Popham's Iliad. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, and then, I mean, that really sort of lo- lowers the stakes in the Iliad, right? Because you know if they showed up in the Odyssey, yep. then they, they're going to survive. Yep. Maybe we do a thing where we can just kill off people kill in the Iliad. Yeah. And yeah, just sort of like do this real weird retcon yep. thing where it's just like, these universes may not may or may not even be intertwined yes. at all. Yes. Who, who really knows? Do we kill off John Goodman as well? Uh, who's going to play all of our characters? <laughs> who's going to play the giant wooden horse in a very Puppins <laughs> Iliad? <laughs> No makeup either. For no John makeup. Griffin. It's just him in like a, uh, and just in a brown jacket, really. Yeah. Okay. All right. I think that's a wrap. I think that is a wrap. Um, uh, uh, any housekeeping to take care of? Oh, there's always housekeeping, isn't there? Uh, come and check us out on moviefilmstudios.net. That's our website where you'll find information about us and uh, some other bits and pieces, links to where we're all uh, hosted on as well. Uh, we're on iTunes. We're on any other podcast app or digital distribution platform yep. i will We're be not- putting up a, a, a movie clue actually i'm gonna uh, because obviously this um episode is uh comes out after i put out the movie clues congratulations yes. to david Alsop yeah and well aj lamarck for correctly guessing the film right this week you've done <laughs> yes. a great job and keep it up well done to you fine folk uh we are obviously on facebook that's all happening on facebook we are at movie film studio on twitter uh bane of our existence to try and get that s but you know it's fine. I'm not filthy about it. Uh, and um, we are also on YouTube for some reason. In case yeah, you <laughs> like and comment and subscribe on YouTube. Uh, this is probably the best. <laughs> of, I keep I keep trying to get those star ratings on iTunes to get our um, our average up, but it's still yeah, still not quite there yet. Not quite there yet. Uh, and I think that's it. I think that I'm done is for it. Um, so uh, once again thank you for listening to Movie Film Studios I've been Isaac and I've been AJ roll credits